Yes, baby. Yes. Yes, baby. Buenos días. Hello. Buenos días, Dad. Buenos días, Papa. Rain with the moon, rise with the sun. Way we way until the work is done. What up? It's your boy Sage. I'm back. Finally, I got some time off to continue where I left off with these podcasts. Going a whole different route this time. So, changing up a lot of things. Social medias, podcast, you know, I just, you'll be seeing me less and less, you'll be hearing me more and more, but until then, before we get started on the topic at hand, I'm going to say some things I think need to be addressed black woman went on a date with a white guy and died. No charges were filed. black man was invited on a cabin trip by a white guy and was shot nine times. No charges were filed. A black woman was invited to an all-white woman sleepover and died. No investigation nor charges were fucking filed. A black girl went out to Lake Michigan with her white friends and died. No charges have been filed. But let's talk about cisgender men. And how the world doesn't need us. Hmm. Disappointed by the lack of media coverage about the death of Lauren Smith Fields, she was found dead in her apartment after a bumble date with an older white man, Matthew LaFountain. He was the last to see her alive. They called 911 and he was not investigated. Justice for Lauren Smith Fields. Say her fucking name. Peter Bernardo Spencer was invited by a co-worker to a cabin in rural Pennsylvania. There he was shot nine times and killed. After six weeks, no one has been charged with a crime. Say his fucking name. Peter Bernardo Spencer. Tamela Horsfords was the only black attendee of an adult sleepover party. She died that night at General Hospital. Talia Lowe went swimming with Rachel Paulson and Chloe Ward, two white students at GVSU. She did not make it home. 
She drowned in Lake Michigan, and there's reason to believe she was killed by these girls. Nobody's doing enough. Nobody is saying enough. Justice for Talia. All I'm saying is you can't disrespect me to need me again. Sometimes the people you want as part of your story are only meant to be a chapter. And it's crazy to me how liars are the popular ones and those who tell the truth are fucking assholes. But understand, shitty childhoods do not give you a free pass to be shitty adults. I'm sorry. That's just not how it works. Don't fake. Check up on me when you see something that may benefit you. If I don't hear from you all year. Chances are there's no urgency to pick up the phone and tell you that you still have to pay full price to deal with my energy. And you can't have access to my connections. I'm not Hollywood. I'm not. I've just changed the way I do things now. And I wanted to start off this podcast with those crimes that have been committed because, like I said, I feel like Instagram... Facebook, all these social media platforms, we're using them for the wrong reasons. What the fuck are we doing? It's like the gap to be bridged is no longer a bridge anymore. It's like there's just a gap. And I don't understand why the fuck we haven't realized this. We're not getting any closer to dealing with the injustices that we proclaim we want freedom from. Yet we're still... We're still perpetuating the very divisive tactics that allow us to keep us in these situations. So since nobody else has started talking about these deaths, everybody wants to talk about their fucking hatred towards men and their hatred towards the patriarchy and all this other dumb shit that doesn't fucking matter right now. Shit that we could actually change and affect, you know? Like I said, black people are still paying for it. We're still slowly dying out. Nobody's saying nothing. We're not saying anything. It's it's come to my attention now that we have definitely detached ourselves from what connects us as a whole society to empathy. If you're on Instagram, you're not empathetic. And I say that wholeheartedly the most respectful way possible. You're not empathetic. Because you can't be on Instagram and have empathy for your fellow beings when you're looking at nothing but toxic shit all day. You don't even have empathy for yourself. That's why I pulled away from it. And I just, it started making me bitter. Like, it's starting to turn me into something that I'm not. And as I deal with those feelings on my own, going through the shit that I'm going through right now, which we're all going through something, but Instagram wasn't helping that shit. I found more peace when I got off the internet. And then I realized something. I'm dealing with my daughter and she's grounded for the week. So that means no YouTube. And she's a whole different person now. Because she's not able to get on YouTube, because she's not be able to get on TikTok and other things, her attitude is disgusting. She's depressed. She's down. Those are signs of withdrawal. Which means there's an addiction issue there. You know? And see, I spend more time in the sun now these days. So I'm able to fucking root myself in the nature and actually breathe and get through the things. The people that I'm surrounded by right now when I'm working are actually helping me get through certain things on a social level. The conversations we spark up, the the conversations are about politics, money, and just fucking, you know, moving forward, progressing, buying houses, things like that. So I'm I'm, I'm becoming unstuck. They're teaching me how to stick to a plan that's actually realistically 
designed versus all this fucking vision board bullshit that you get off of Instagram where you just say affirmations, you think good thoughts, NFTs, cryptos, and all this shit. Your brain is being bombarded with fast, get-rich-quick schemes and follow the patterns here, there, and there. And it works for some, but it's not working for all. And there's no longevity in it. There's no longevity in it. So I've decided to take myself out of the fucking rat race because people are trying to compete with me not realizing I'm not competing. I'm not even playing. I'm not on Instagram for the same reasons y'all are on Instagram for. Instagram is a hobby. And once that shit starts getting ruined and it starts being marketed and pushed to make a product and sell on this shit, bro, I'm, I'm over it. No, nigga, I didn't get on Instagram for that shit. Instagram was like my MySpace. Instagram was like my Facebook. The shit that I was giving out was because I wanted to do it. I was I was good at it, and it helped people. But I realized that those very same people that I'm helping are now trying to go against me for teaching them about themselves, about parts of them that they didn't realize actually lived inside of them. And so now once you get to see that side, whether you like it or not, and you can heal from it, you're mad at the person that taught you how to heal from it because you were better off when you were ignorant to it, which you really weren't better off when you were ignorant to it if the whole goal of the mission is for advancement through spiritual ascension, which you asked God for in the first place. So now you're mad at the messengers? Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that. I got enough problems. I like being a ghost. I'm good. I wasn't appreciated when I was in the light. And I'm not going to be appreciated ever. And I believe that wholeheartedly because I've been doing this for I don't know how long and it never has been appreciated. You see how Bobby Hemmett disappeared, right? Once again, black people are still being killed and nobody's saying anything. Talking about everything else but these young black people that are dying by the hands of white people, which I guess we're tired of talking about this shit because the shit doesn't change. You know? So... The best that I can do is to start making people aware and start giving out my dissertations and my public speaking speeches that I've written on certain topics about injustice when it comes to society. Because the repetitivity of how the world is following this technological trend of metaverse this crypto this and everything it's not so much of a oh you're just afraid to get with the times and change no 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 that's not it at all why would i integrate into a system that i know is detrimental to my livelihood and survival i don't care how much money you can profit off of it all money is not good money niggas don't remember this shit there's nothing natural about these things The artificial intelligence network in itself is inorganically its own species. And that species is meant to destroy the mind's natural state. There's too many books and movies and autobiographies and documentaries about this type of shit. And yet we're still pushing it like it's okay to be a part of. (laughs) It's the double opposite or it's it's the opposition. What is it? Ah, fuck. No, I can't think about it. It is the bait and switch. You know, left hand, right hand. Illusion and all this other shit. All the cliches that we talk about. So, where does that leave me? 
We're only seven minutes into this shit. I don't want to talk about relationships, magic, astrology. None of that shit matters anymore. It's all become a classic game of who knows more than the other person. Who's more accurate than the other person? I want to talk about God and what God means to me. God is my eyes when I can't see. He's my breath when I can't breathe. Um, He's my mind when I can't think. He's my heart even when I don't feel the beat. And the he is really a she. But as for me, in the eyes of the Tao, that's where it comes from for the she part, the divine. And speaking on God principles and Shinto ways and Wei Wu Wei and Kuji, Kagiri, or the shadow. There are some things that I have recently come into about myself when it comes to how I handle conflict and my own transgressions. I really don't like to project on people. But I've always wanted somebody to be there where I could actually talk to and have a therapist with, you know, somebody outside of God. And now I'm reminded why I don't have that, why I don't need that. Because I've always been able to talk to God about myself and talk about my problems. My cousin Michelle told me a long time ago, about two weeks ago, no, this was back in November, we had a conversation. She told me a long time ago that she was like, you've never been able to, you never opened up about or been vulnerable with people when it comes to how you personally feel. You've always kept it to yourself and then you would create these, these masterpieces of art, whether you were singing, writing, stories that you were creating or science projects, but you've never been one to vocalize or emotionally verbalize how you feel. And then of course, once I started doing that, I started getting taken advantage of because people didn't know how to reach themselves that deeply the way I do. And if they did, they were jealous of the fact that when I did it, it actually had some type of sense and meaning towards uplifting somebody else. It was inspirational. And they don't like the fact that you're inspirational. A lot of people do not like that shit. They may act like they do, but they don't. It's one of the things that I've been seeing lately. So as we scroll on Instagram... Like I was saying, as we scroll on Instagram and social media and we take other people's ideas for our own and we try to implement what it is we think they're hinting at rather than fully knowing, we take the wisdom away from going into ourselves, talking to God. Can we talk about this addiction to confirmation? This addiction to tarot. Why are all the addictions about drugs, sex, alcohol, rock and roll, violence, but never about 
overindulgence with astrology and tarot and the need to know and you know just trying to be smarter than the next person or trying to up or one up the next person or trying to do what somebody else does just because we're inspired not realizing that inspiration comes from God alone it's not the man that's inspiring you it's the God in him the goddess in her or the goddess in him and the God in her I look at my children and I see so much potential of changing the dynamics of how we relate in relationships and yet I'm terrified because I never thought that I would be this close to actually fixing some of the generational wounds and traumas that I have accumulated over the years through other people's problems. See, the one thing about being adopted is I don't know what my parents look like or who they are or what my bloodline comes from. So the very family that I've created with my children allows me to tap into that side of things a lot deeper than I normally would. And I've been hearing things lately about men not being raised by certain people, not having a two-parent home, being adopted, raised around white folks, raised around brown folks, raised around Asians. All these fucking stereotypes that make no sense when it comes to human nature. You're not supposed to be isolated, first off. Why do you think they're pushing the isolation agenda with COVID and all these fucking disasters and vaccines and pandemics and all this bullshit? As you see from the very beginning of this podcast, most of these crimes were taking place when this one black person decided to go and isolate themselves around a group of people that already didn't like them through history and facts. You know, and it's a scary time because you don't want to be divisive and you don't want to be prejudiced and you don't want to be connected to stereotypical reasons of displacement when it comes to how you treat other people yet. We're reminded over and over again that one time that we have faith and try and change the dynamic, you could lose your life for it. You know, now we're waging with the battle of the sexes and meanwhile the battle of the sexes is going on rampantly. We have the battle of the white European class, the rich, upper rich class, upper classes. Raging war for no fucking reason other than territorial. It's all a game. You know, Ukraine and Russia and the situation going on there. Um, the borders of China and Taiwan and Japan and all these things. You just dumb shit. And nobody's talking about Maxwell. Where the fuck did she go? She just disappeared. She just up and disappeared. And yet we're still having these incidents of child trafficking every fucking day but we want to talk about bullshit because our feelings are not healed from the emotional traumas that we've allowed in our lives due to not wanting to change and i understand most people do not heal on the same time frame as i do i get it but how long are you going to choose to stay in hell how long you know better At least I would like to think you would know better. So I stay stuck. Or do you allow yourselves to push away? And that's the next topic. Pushing 
away those that are actually there for you versus those that are only there trying to use you. See, when you're abused, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, you often attract abusers or victims. And depending on the mind state that you have, you pretty much assimilate towards one of the two mentalities. You're either the abuser or the victim. I got done playing victim at 16. Don't get me wrong, I've been in experiences where I was the actual victim. And then I've also been in experiences where I was the abuser back when I was 16 all the way up until now. But for the last three to four years, well, I won't say three to four years because that's all new. The last seven years, I was coming out of the transitional period of being the victim and the abuser and learning human nature and how, as a human being, rather than being a black American, we all suffer through the same things, but yet a lot of us don't rationalize it or analyze it to understand on an emotional level just how deep the poison that has seeped into your hearts goes. And that is why we are now talking about God. I ran into God when I went to Sirius. Changed my perception on everything. Not some things, but everything. Relationships, parenting, um, business, family, conspiracy, science. physical fitness it was a rejuvenation and a rekindling of something I thought was lost to me a long time ago when I was 8 years old I am slowly realizing that I will probably never receive the love that I give because as a black man we are supposed to be loveless and not capable of being human. That is the stereotype and the label that we have been given by definition. To us, from those outside of us, we will never understand we are demonic. We are evil. And I never wanted to believe this shit. Until I kept running into situations and relationships where people really were intimidated and fearful of me and had no broad logical explanation of, as to why. And so, of course, me being the detective that I am when it comes to the mind, I realized that it was all subconscious, indoctrinated fears that were programmed into people that no matter how much they say they love you, they are going to show you the opposite due to what they've been taught and what has been ingrained into their mind subconsciously. And until they're brought into awareness of how to change that, they have to want to change that first off. They have to will it so. They have to will to change. They have to have the will to change it. Most people don't want to because it's easier to have a scapegoat. And see, Lucifer, the black dot, Venus, the black hole, The creator, as much as he is loved, he is more hated than loved for the simple fact 
that nobody wants to believe in free will. They want to be led. They need a leader. They need to say, I never needed that. I wanted that, but I never needed it. And there's a difference. And so, as I'm raising my kids, my children, as I'm doing this remotely and physically in their flesh, right there with them, I tend to look back on how my own parents weren't actually there and how much hatred and resentment I had towards them that allowed me to become bitter to authority and those older than me until I started healing myself back in 2015 and 2016. And I noticed that the more I would heal myself away from these doctrines and these indoctrinated thoughts and feelings and programs that were placed upon me out of external visualization and experience through what I was seeing around me versus what I actually believed about myself and believed in me about God and my family. There was a shift, there was a change. The more I began to heal, the more I began to lose, which is why I have a podcast on the art of losing. And the more I began to lose, the more I began to hate and be hated. Not because I was losing, but because even though it appeared as I was losing, I was actually winning peace. I was gaining the wisdom to be able to transcend all that the material flesh desires. All the desires and attachments that keep you bound to this understanding of a cultural imperialistic colonialist European and Eurocentric type of thinking. It's weird because the more you sit back and you watch the spiritualists and these Instagrammers and these influencers call themselves healers, the more you're starting to see how much they're not healed from the very things that they're supposedly healing you from. Don't ever forget it. Nobody can heal you. Only you can do that. And you can only do that through the eyes of God, the eyes of nature. Your body heals on its own. You don't do anything to it. You either delay the process of healing or you speed it up. But you're not doing the healing. The body has a mind of its own. Trust me. Science will tell you that. Science will teach you that. The anatomy of the body will teach you that. So when it comes to our thoughts, based off our actions... A lot of the stuff that's being taught now is how you deserve this and you deserve that. That right there is a deception. It is about entitlement. You already earned everything you're supposed to have by being born. That was your rite of passage. You didn't ask to be born. You earned it though. So if you're earning but taking it for granted what you've earned, you fall into a pitfall of what we call entitlement because now you believe you deserve. And I blame the generation that came before us with this whole understanding of everybody gets a trophy. That shit was whack. I wasn't raised in that generation, but I was a part of that generation that instituted those mind concepts of being politically correct and trying to save face and not hurt people's feelings. And I'm not going to lie to you. I think there's a saying about from the Middle East where a rich man has a son and that son goes through easy times, but his son will go through hard times. 
Something along those lines. Matter of fact, if I can try and find it, I'll get the actual saying. Give me one second as I Google this. Rich man goes through hard times. Let me see. Rich man goes through hard times and a his son will go through easy times or something like that. Sheikh Mohammed. I think that's what it was about. My father was on a camel. I'm in a Mercedes. My son is on a Land Rover, and my grandson is going to be from Land Rover, but my great-grandson will be back on a camel. What he was saying, this is Sheikh Muhammad. He was saying, tough times create strong men. Strong men create easy times. Easy times create weak men. Weak men create tough times. Many won't understand, but you have to raise warriors not parasites. Sheikh Mohammed said this a couple years back. I think it was like 2013, 2014 or something like that. I had it saved on my phone. I had to look for it. But <clears throat> I understood what he was saying because when you look at America, in 1940, 1938, and that, around that time, World War One and World War II were popping off. Ending and popping off again and ending. It was hard times. You see what I'm saying? So those men that were created in those eras were very strong men. Very strong. But those strong men ended up creating easy times, which is the generations of most of your grandparents and then our parents. And in those times, they had easy times, which created them to be weak. And the weak men created tough times, which is what our generation currently is going through the tough times of being millennials and generation x and all these people and so now we're being forced to become the strong men so that we can create easier times for our children but yet we're in the dilemma of making them feel entitled to everything and anything rather than earning it they feel like they deserve it like I said, like Sheikh Mohammed said, many won't understand, but you have to raise warriors, not parasites. Now, I know this is going to go over a lot of people's heads. I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible. I'm not condescendingly talking to you. I am talking with you. I'm trying to spark the train of thought as to where we're headed. Have you noticed over the years, we've become a lot lazier? We want everything to be automated. Smartphones, smart TVs, smart locks, smart cameras, smart security systems. Everything to be integrated with this technological force. That is artificial intelligence, fake intelligence. It's intel nonetheless. It's data, it's numbers, it's representations of recordings and things like that. But it's a mimicking 
of what actual organic life is all about. And see, the reason why I love my job is because it's hard work. It's real honest work. And some people will sit up here and say, oh, you're just a slave. You're, you're, you know, you're working out in the fields, you're building and you're doing things. But when it comes to the battle of the sexes, I laugh a lot. I do, because it's just ignorance. You hear women trying to tell men what men are supposed to be and who they are all the time. Like I never understood. And I think that's just retaliation for what women feel men were doing to them when in reality they were allowing it. You know, you've had strong warrior women all the time. I don't allow my daughter to be pushed over by anybody, man or woman. It doesn't matter your gender. As long as you put God first. But there were a lot, there's a lot of the, a lot of the Munisha or whatever the word is, the bullshit. <laughs> that is the battle of the sexes about men, where they claim it's toxic masculinity. It's really toxic femininity because a lot of women think they know what a man is based off their own perception of what a man should be to them. And that's where I have to draw the line. And I think that comes from the indoctrination of men telling women what they're supposed to be. So don't ever get it twisted. I'm always on the side of freedom. But my side of freedom is not allowing the defamation or destruction of any of the sexes, no matter their sexual preference, no matter their religious preference, no matter their faith, no matter their intellect on knowledge and if they've ascended or not, whether they're woke, sleep, awake, conscious, non-conscious, whatever. I want freedom for everybody. Always have, always will. So, when we talk about men and what creates a man and what's mean, men are the judge of that, not women. And, and when you're in relationships and you're jaded, you're bitter, and you're still living off a paradigm of the old that doesn't fit anymore, you forget that and you try and disguise it in a modern day setting but you're still doing and perpetuating the same stereotypes that you are supposedly trying to fight against. So you will naturally reach out for confirmation from the very beings that you believe are going to align and agree with everything you say. That's what we're not gonna do over here. We're gonna lose a lot of people for speaking this truth. We're not gonna align ourselves to trash-talking any human being because we're hurt. Obviously, some healing needs to be done. There's a difference between freedom of speech and just saying whatever the fuck you want because you're mad. Freedom of speech isn't even free. You have to pay for the consequences of what you say all the time. So, when you connect the dots with everything that I'm talking about today, we're talking about black people we were not allowed to speak not me but those that came before me and even when we did we were killed for it especially if it was out of turn how quickly we forget so this whole concept of freedom of speech is bullshit and so now that the north node of Taurus has come back into play and it has moved from Gemini, which is very cerebral, 
to Taurus being very action-oriented and stability, stable in doing, but also stubbornness. We get to now realize and meditate and figure out what it is we actually value. And the more I sit back and I just observe and I just be quiet, the more I'm realizing I value God more than anything. And I think that's what makes me so fearless. And the sad thing is, everybody thinks it's an I thing, when in reality I'm like this for us. It's a we thing. Because I remember moving in my ego and in my pride and always talking about I this and I that. I did a lot, I talked about myself a lot, but that's because I don't really have anybody to listen to me vent without judgment. Everybody expects something from me off the basis because I'm a man and that's based off what they believe a man is you know they say men are not allowed to share their feelings and be vulnerable yet they want a man that shares their feelings and be vulnerable yet when he does that they take offense to it because their idea of what a man does when he does that is toxic so they try and destroy or defamate defamation They try to slander that person because that person knows himself and who he knows himself to be doesn't line up with who you think he is. And so therefore there is a cognitive dissonance or a disconnection to reality. Who you think I am and who I actually am are two different things. Your imagination is running wild based off of indoctrinated programs of what you believe men to be. And so what I'm realizing with a lot of these feminist groups and a lot of these women and a lot of these people talking about thinking they have the right to talk about what a man is based off of their own fathers and shit like that is that they really have no idea. You don't even know what a woman is. Or what she's supposed to do yet you don't hold on to what she's supposed to do and i really don't even hold on to what we're supposed to do because supposed to is it's control if only it's manipulation you're not supposed to do anything you know really nigga nobody taught you how to breathe nobody taught you how to breathe underwater you naturally do it so i say that Because to say that someone is supposed to be like this means you're talking from a place of expectation on what you wish someone to be. More than likely because you can't see yourself being that. So you want somebody to save you. It's the savior complex. As you can see, we're going to keep getting deeper and deeper into these thoughts and patterns. Now, how is this all connected back to the source and God? Well... I don't remember God telling us not to explore our inner psyches. But he did say, don't worry about what you find, if I'm not correct. Correct me. Because you were made perfect. So I don't understand why women try to validate what a man is. And I don't understand why women try to validate what a man is by basing it off of how men validate what women are. I don't understand it at all. I'm a little confused. And I can say that honestly. When a man is vulnerable with a woman, openly and honest, it is placed 
on a pedestal as a place for a woman to judge that man, from what I'm seeing. When a man is having raw, open conversation with other men about women and all these things, women look at that, they pick it apart, and they judge, and then they base what they find and place it on that man as his cap. In other words, like, he's, he's blackballed. That's who you are. For instance, Chris Brown. Chris Brown will forever be known as a woman beater, all because of one incident. But yet... Rihanna will never be known as an instigator or reason for that. And that's because we have this rule where men shouldn't hit women. <laughs> yeah, it's okay for women to hit men. Now, of course, all the women are going to be like, no, it's not. It's not that. But y'all know when y'all get emotional, it's what you do. But instead of seeing it as a men versus women thing, why don't you see it as human nature and self-preservation? That's what blows my mind. That's what I don't understand. So this goes back into abuse patterns and narcissistic thinking and cultural imperialism and the Eurocentric method, the measurements of the methods that they use to control their women. Y'all do know that feminism and child support and the Bible and all these things were created for people without a consciousness or any attachment to empathy through their own soul. Basically, white people. Not all white people, the majority of the past generations of white people, yes. They need laws. It has to be written in code, that's why we have law. Law is illegal, in case you didn't know. By the natural sovereignty of being a human being, law is illegal. It's quoted in the Bible, it's stated in the Bible. You do not go to the courts against your own family members and friends. You're not supposed to. You're not even supposed to court, especially if you're in the 12 tribes. If you're a part of the 12 tribe bloodline, which is more than 12 tribes. But right now, we're keeping it simple. You're not supposed to take them to court because you're supposed to delegate every mishap and miscommunication by counsel through the family and the tribe. But first and foremost, God. We've lost our way as people. We are literally becoming the very things we are fighting against through social media. <laughs> all of this shit is for show. We all say it's not real. It's a hologram. It's this, that, and the third. Yet we act like it's very real. And forget that we are all trying to figure it out and that we are all human first. Whether you're human or not. You're not a machine. Why did we forget how to treat people? How did we forget how to treat people? Treat others the way you want to be treated was the golden rule, yet... A lot of us are showing that we don't like to be treated very well. Maybe that's a result of being abused for so long, but yet we don't even like the abuse that we have been given, yet we're giving out. So why don't we change it? Instagram is abusive. It doesn't have to be, but for majority of people it is because of the content that they're following and reading in their subconscious. It's implanted in your subconscious. You can be the smartest person in the world, 
But if you're only subconsciously scrolling down shit that is pointless and doesn't make any sense, it's not logical, it's not rational, it's not analytical, it's not empathetic, it's, there's no feeling, no soul behind it. You eventually feed this to your subconscious and what you eat and devour and absorb, you slowly become. So now we're stuck on who's right and who's wrong, who's fake and who's not, who's false and who's real. Yet we all agree that none of this shit is real. The conundrum, the paradox, it's confusing times. I don't like it. So I choose to not be a part of it by changing it. You can never not be a part of social structures when you are a social being. But my power didn't come from Instagram or what I posted or the people I knew or the people I vouched for. It came from God. I never forgot that. I didn't forget why I started this shit. Why I do what I do. Some of the things that I follow have evolved. And their evolution has not always been positive. Some of the relationships that I've gotten attached to have evolved. And those relationships are not as positive as they used to be. I'm outgrowing my own ego, my own self. So because I'm outgrowing my ego, right? That means there's a new ego coming along with new levels and new devils and new understandings and new insights. You know, I don't believe you have the same ego every year unless you choose to be stagnant. If you decide to grow and move forward and heal in different areas and progress forward, you're, you're, you're met and matched with a different side of your original ego that has just as many traps, if not more. Because now... You know better, so you think you know everything. But a true man understands he knows nothing because everything can change at the flip of a dime. Nobody owns anybody. Nobody belongs to you, but yet we all belong to someone. And that someone is the creator. And since we're all from the creator, we are all relatives. So the black and white wars, the man versus woman wars... The I got money, you don't wars. It's an illusion. Yet we're using the illusion as a justification to keep preaching and spreading narcissistic fuck shit. The fuckery that is being posted these days is still a representation of the toxic paradigm we are trying to remove ourselves from. Yet we love toxic shit, supposedly. Do we really? All the pain and suffering that we've gone through in the last 300 years, and you're trying to tell me that we still love this shit? Why isn't anybody changing it? Why aren't we changing it? It starts with home. It starts with us. By the time it's externalized and put out into the real world, artificial intelligence now has a basis understanding and synopsis of how the human mind works therefore they create these programs artificially fed through our own ignorance and subjugation subjugation of what we choose not to fix so we become 
subordinate or rather insubordinate to our own real purposes in life and we have based our understanding of why we are the way we are through scapegoats and television videos and Instagram and things like I've been saying for a while now just because it sounds good and it's real does not mean it's progressively moving you forward just because it is true in certain circumstances do not, does not mean it is the whole truth or the real truth over all or over everything. We generalize a lot of our feelings through confirmation from others that agree with us. I'm probably the most unagreeable person ever. I always play the devil's advocate because it pushes you to grow. There's more than one way to eat a pizza. If you're judging a person for eating a pizza with a fork and knife, just because you eat it with your hands, doesn't make you any better or any less of a person. Y'all just have two different methods of eating the same product. Because I guarantee you, the person that's eating it with a fork and knife is looking at you like you're primitive because you're eating it with your hands. Sounds like white supremacy. I mean, think about it. You go back in time and you realize when they came to these other native countries, these other countries that were more tribalistic and, you know, what worked for them worked for them. But when these supposed classy and bougie, bourgeois and all these things, fancy, saw this, they thought they were primitive, but they forgot that the primitive people, they're downgrading and judging the ones that taught them how to eat fancy in the first place. Do you not understand the history of the Moors? We're not talking about the slavery side. We're talking about what they implemented. Well, let's just look at black people, period. And what black people have implemented. They were the ones taking care of the children. And all these other things. Building and plowing the fields. And going to war and laying their lives on the line knowing they were hated anyway just bodies, expendable bodies. And you bring it back to modern day times, what's changed? The only thing that's changed is we became godless, faithless. At least that's what the world wants us to feel. And every time we come together and we bring forth a different dynamic into understanding who we are as a people, they have the opposition waiting to counteract any type of togetherness through tragedy, lies, material gains, financial elaborations of what success is supposed to be and what it looks like it's all Eurocentric nobody talks about the family principles the values and like I said Taurus has moved or the North Node is now moving to Taurus so now we have nothing but a conversation for the next 18 months on what it is you truly value it's okay to want nice things and have nice things but don't forget why you're even able to experience those things. We don't have a lot of veteran podcasts, a lot of orphan podcasts. We don't have a lot of people denouncing war. There's nations upon nations of people 
that hate war, yet nobody says anything, um, and we just allow it to continue to happen. And now the wars aren't even physical anymore. Now they're financial, which they've always been, because war has always been about finances. It's about obtaining the assets and properties of other people. Now we have a cyber war going on, and the cyber war is the war on the mind. We can no longer determine what is reality and what is fantasy. The integration has begun. I just... It's like I'm shouting into a dark room, and as I shout, the lights turn on, and Everybody hears and sees me, but nobody is responding. It's a metaphor. The tiredness I feel is taxing my soul. I'm tired of being the role model or the example, especially to those that are older than me. There are many people with higher power and authority positions, platforms, and things that could be doing so much better and so much more, yet they're in the rat race with everyone else doing the exact same things. It's cowardice. And until I accepted the cowardice inside myself, I couldn't recognize it. And once I recognized it, I separated myself from it. So, of course, you know when you separate some from flaws that you see within yourself. You heal and you separate from that. Of course, it brings a backlash and it brings people to a place to where they don't like you anymore because you're not the same person. But are we supposed to be the same every day? Our body changes every seven months. Consciousness is about it being raised, it's about changing your mind. Why is it when men change their mind on some things they're 100% considered wrong and toxic and abusive and misogynistic and all these things, but women change their minds every day. It's like they don't even know how to root themselves. You can't even decide what the fuck you wanna eat. (laughs) And yet we as men accept that and love that about you, but yet we are frustrated by it. And it seems on the opposite side, women take the frustration as anger and hatred. And so they become bitter and hateful and resentful and then they try to hurt the other person. I've never really seen men try to hurt each other unless they were already hurt by the very men that they were trying not to hurt. But when it comes to the women, women are always trying to hurt men, always. And I always tell this to my daughter, how you treat your dad, how you treat your brothers, how you treat men that don't matter to you, says a lot about how you'll treat the man that does. And it's vice versa with my son. I'll teach him the same thing when it comes to women. And it's funny because I know a lot of women that will sit up there and say, oh, you're prideful, or you're egotistical, or you're this, that, and that. And I was like, so are you. We all are, to a certain extent. I just don't honor that side of me in a way that you want me to. Like, I love all women. I've never been vain. I've never been shallow. I used to think I was a lot. But 
how I treated fat women is how I was going to treat skinny women. And how I treated skinny women is how I was going to treat ugly women. And how I treated ugly women is how I was going to treat beautiful women. So when you find yourself in that mean girl type of position where you're like, oh, she's ugly. She can't do this, that, and I'm pretty and all this other shit. How you treat women determines how you'll treat your friends who are women, your family members who are women. How you treat the homeless men on the corner determines how you'll treat men everywhere. In other words, the empathy is gone for most people. And you see it every day on Instagram. That's why I got off that shit. I don't want to go back. I'm done teaching. I see why Bobby Hemmett disappeared. This long suffering he talks about is a real thing when you come into true understanding of what God is, who God is, and why God is. How we treat each other, whether we know them or not, whether we care about them or not, determines how we treat those we actually care about and love. Yet we sit up here and we're like, we're all one. Kumbaya this and kumbaya that. Bro, and how you treat these people says a lot about how you treat yourself. You weren't always pretty. There wouldn't be an industry on makeup that profits off your insecurities and your supposed flaws that you tell yourself because you compare yourself to the standards of beauty of what the media says is beautiful. We are all flawed. So to speak on somebody else's flaws as if you have none is detrimental to the progression that you say you want for your soul's ascension. In the spirituality world, the tarot world, the witch world, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the dark worker world, the shinobi world, the shadow path, the kage path, I'm starting to see more and more of this being presented as the end-all be-all of this is the way. This works. Just because it works doesn't make it right. There are a lot of things that worked and they weren't right. And if you can't wake the fuck up and see where we're headed why are you having children why would you want your children to suffer in this shit that we're creating when we have the power to stop creating it i don't listen to toxic podcasts anymore i'm done with that shit it's not what i want to see i don't care about the realities of people in polyamorous relationships monogamous relationships and things because it's not building i want to be married I love marriage because marriage to me is not what everybody else thinks it is. And it's what I want. And my marriage is going to be created in a way where it's going to benefit all of us. And it's not going to be the traditional style of marriage. But because people have this fear of what marriage is, they think marriage is this way and that way. They don't realize that your marriage is what you make it. Marriage doesn't mean love. You have to put love into your marriage. You have to put finances into your marriage. You have to put in sweat, blood, and tears into your marriage. You have to put in the work. All those other ideas of marriage is nothing but entitlement. What you think you deserve, which is based off of this new spirituality trend of self-love, which is false. I don't go for what I deserve unless I earned it. I was raised in a generation where you earn before you deserve. 
and what you earn is exactly what you deserve. Entitlement spoiledness brattiness is a turn off to me. The haughtiness the you're too proud to humble yourself before God. See when they tell you to humble yourself they're not talking about being humble. If you know the etymology of the word you'll understand what I'm saying. I believe personally that to be called or told to humble yourself means to humble yourself before the creator. Seriously. It has nothing to do with man. It has everything to do with nature. Everybody talks all this shit until a tsunami hits, until an earthquake hits, to lightning strikes, to rain floods. You're so powerful and so big, got all the money in the world, right? just for it to be all gone in the blink of a car accident, in the blink of a tsunami, a tornado. Mother nature ain't playing. Have all those things, put all the protective measures, COVID vaccines and everything, just to die by a spider bite. To die by a bee sting, an ant bite. (laughs) we are so mighty but let the temperatures drop a certain degree and you're crying like a baby let the temperatures soar above a certain degree and you're wishing you were dead why have we forgotten God See, a day without God, truly, most people would not want to be on Instagram. They'd be too busy trying to survive, for real, for real. The things that I'm learning as I plant and build these buildings and these solar panels and things in the garden of Eden, which is what I call the place, out on the plantation, on the field, playing in the mud, watching it harden after just bringing it out of a puddle of water like clay it's transformative it's it's transcendence it's watching the sun rise and set every day is it's breathtaking watching the wind blow and the grass dance in the wind the trees bend with the will of breath that comes from this outer source that we can't even do until we've become one with nature. It's amazing. It's giving me patience on a whole different level. I'm never without God. And I want to represent that in every way possible in how I speak, how I talk, how I reprimand, how I demand, how I command myself. I choose God over myself. Because I believe God is myself. Not that I am God, but God is me. And the representations externalized through my visions and the physical attributes of what I see with a representation is an action. 
shows me just how beautiful I am, how chaotic I can be, how dangerous I can be, how safe I can be, how nurturing how I can be, and how sadistic I can be. Because nature is ugly, yet beautiful at the same time. And I don't want to be a part of a false reality, a false undertaking of what love is supposed to look like or what I think love is. I'm not one to have multiple partners. I don't want that. Those were practice in me learning of why I want what I want. My children mean more to me than anything, and I see God in them every time I look at them because of how beautiful and innocent they are, yet how conniving and devious they can be, mischievous. Like, you don't know God till you raise a child. <laughs> but I've attached, I've detached my ego, myself, in that relationship. Like, I'm just renting these children. I don't know who I'm raising, yet I know who I think I'm raising. So I'm raising them, and I see the world that they're headed into. I don't want them to look back and say, Dad, what did you do to, to like make sure we survived outside of Instagram? That's not what I want. I want them to be proud of the work that I put in forward. So far, my daughter's on the same page. She knows. That's why she's working her own shop right now. She has her own business. And it's just starting. You know, I've already taken a leap forward in an area of expertise that I know nothing about. My mom never owned her own shit other than side hustles. She always worked for somebody else. So I take best of both worlds. And I make something new out of it. There are a lot of young black men and women that are being killed right now that are not being talked about for the simple fact of the matter is they don't want to talk about it because they still think we don't matter. Do you understand if black people got off Instagram right now, that would be the biggest revolutional shutdown. It would ruin Facebook. It would ruin Instagram. It would ruin that market. Imagine what happened when there was a hack in Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, and all the other social media sites were shut down for what, I think an hour and a half. Look how much money they lost. That's why they changed the name. It's based off black people's usage. Otherwise you wouldn't have the metaverse or the MetaLink. They wouldn't have called it Meta. Meta being melanin, super human. We know these things and yet we're still being the batteries to be fueled, to be zapped of our loosh, our power, the things that create the artificial intelligence own power source. We are feeding it to them willingly. So the title of this podcast is Break the Internet for Real. Not with ass pics. But with true understanding of what it is for. I told you a long time ago, 4D is ruined. Ruled by the opposition of white supremacy. It's ruled by it. Blood over intent. Don't know what it is, go look it up. They control it. And yet it was created by a black male. 
Yes, the internet, the modules, the computer, all of it, created by black. And we profit the least from it. TikTok right now, nothing is original on it other than that art that you get from black people. Yet the white folks all over the world Charlie DeMalo, whatever the fuck her name is, her and her sister, literally stole the original Renegade dance and profited off of it and did not give credit where it was due. When are we going to be done being sources of our own demise? That's what I want to know. I ask God this all the time. He still has yet to answer. And I'm starting to think there is no answer because... The one answer that there is is why are you allowing it? It's so hard to face. TikTok alone has made more white millionaires in their 20s and teens than any other social media platform. And the majority of those people are not black. Yet the material, the content, the topics that they talk about all use Ebonics a hip-hop cultural vernacular and style. The originality comes from us. It's not their dances. All the trendy shit comes originally sourced from us. And yet, we are still at the bottom. This is why I pulled out Break the internet. The revolution will not be televised. It will be prophesied and monopolized before it is ever actually demolished. The revolution has now become a way of making money. It's no longer a revolution. It's an occupation. You can go from the battle of the sexes to the battle of the right, the battle of racism, the battle of prejudices. Money is still being made. And the people who aren't getting a piece of it and who are denied their own rights to being human and being human beings are the biggest contributors to allowing it to become profitable. Us. I no longer want part of it. I'm over it. I don't care if you hide behind the title of spiritual this and spiritual that. I'm not a healer. I'm my own person and I bow to no one. Not one person on this planet. Other than my children, my wife, and God. I don't care what type of relationship we have. You can't make me do shit. I don't care what I might lose. You can't make me do shit. If God says no, it's a no. And there's nothing you can do to change that. And at this point, I don't think I want to change that. 
because it's the only sink, it's the only sanity that keeps me grounded is the fact that I know I'm doing what God wants me to do. I will no longer take part in the foolishness that has become social media for many multitude of reasons. But the biggest reason is we forgot how to use it in a proper context. And we have become the very children we talk about when they're on TikTok and we're 20 and 30 years older than them. Social media used to be used as a weapon against the state and the oligarchy, the technocracy and the democracy. And now it has become our very weakness and the very thing that controls us subconsciously and consciously. So I bow out. This is my retirement. And it was just a hobby for me. It was just a hobby. So next time you find me on social media, guaranteed it won't be lectures, it won't be memes. It'll be my actual work. And that's it. Nothing but pure inspiration, without the memes, without the judgment, without the classes and the lessons. I'd rather teach my children, because they're the only ones that need it, and they're the only ones that appreciate it for what it's for. Everybody else just wants to be right. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want clout. They want fame. They want attention. So I'm giving you exactly what you want. I'm taking myself off the throne. You want my position? Take it. You can do better than me? Take it. I'll be back. But right now, I am so close and in tune with God, herself, himself, nature. I don't feel I'm lacking anything. I'm not bored with life anymore. Things are going my way. <laughs> like they always have, but better. This has been the message that has been on my mind for the last three months. And I finally had time to vocalize it in a way that I needed to. Break the internet. Remember the times we didn't have internet. That was the most purest time ever. I love y'all. Until next time. You can catch me on the podcast. When I'm ready, I'll reveal if I'll come back on social media, when I come back on social media, and where you can find me. But until then, catch me on these podcasts. Hopefully they'll become more consistent. But I'm not in a rush to do that because I don't do this for money. So again, Sage has left the building. I love y'all. Peace.